0: being here, welcome. Um, thank you for shum- coming to share this time and this space with me. Um, I'm really honored and blessed by your presence. Um, I just wanted to just say a little quick prayer of my own if we can take a couple seconds to do that. <sighs> Heavenly Father, I thank you for this union of women who've come together in expectation of hearing your voice tonight. Lord, I thank you for each and every one of these precious women who are here, and I pray that you would fill us with your spirit and open our hearts and our minds to your words that are spoken here tonight through open vessels. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So they said that I have a couple hours to speak, so everybody buckle in. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I just wanted to take some time and share with you some of my personal life experiences and how those experiences have been greatly impacted by the act and the power of prayer. (laughs) Um, The title of my talk tonight is, When We Pray, It Changes the Game. I thought that might be appropriate for some of our football fans. (laughs) Um, I wanted to take a few minutes and just start off by watching um, a powerful video clip. If we can get that going.
1: You've done it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful and you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. You are Lord. Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord, that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle, that we may proclaim you King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord, raise
0: them up. It's powerful. (laughs) That's a prayer for you, all right. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. When I look at that video and I hear her heart in that prayer, it moves me. And it makes me think to myself, Lord, help me to fight on my knees before I use any other tactic. I I just want to ask a few questions and I'm asking this of myself just as much as I'm asking it of you and without a show of hands. Who here wants to live their life as a prayer warrior? Who here knows a prayer warrior? Let me ask you this, do you just want to know one or do you want to be one? When we pray, lives are changed, hearts are changed, situations, circumstances, cities and nations are healed. Prayer, it literally makes all the difference. It makes a way when there seemingly is no way. Just take a few seconds and imagine the real power of prayer. Many of you I know are probably saved here in this room tonight. And when we talk about salvation, sometimes we hear that saying, God is at the door of your heart knocking and waiting for you to answer and let him in. How is it that you think we answer that call from him? It's in prayer. That prayer opens the door between us and God, and it literally brings people to salvation. In Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. But with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Our confession of faith is our prayer to God, opening up the door to him and showing him our heart and willingness to believe. That's powerful. One prayer, one prayer can do all of that. I mean, really, he's already done the heavy lifting, right? All he does is ask us to lift our voice and our hearts in prayer and receive him. Imagine what can happen when we pray. There's another part to prayer, and it's in Matthew 21, verse 22. And whatever you ask for in prayer, believing, you will receive again without a show of hands, who truly and wholeheartedly believes this? I mean, this is the word of God, right? He's never gonna lie, he's never wrong. His word was, it is, it always will be. But in all honesty, the faith that it takes to truly and consistently believe that, it's great. Oftentimes, in the challenging situations of our lives, all that we have to stand on is prayer. We can be backed up so far against a wall, we have no choice but to pray. But really, prayer is the most powerful weapon that we could wield. Sometimes it seems like it's our last resort, though. But hey, we're human, right? We get scared, we panic, our flesh takes over and it's like, you need to fix this. (laughs) I Can't tell you how many times in my life when I face situations and I'm like, okay, what do I do? I gotta do something, I gotta fix this, I gotta fix this. I remember back during some times in my life when I felt so alone, so unloved, so scared and so hopeless. And sometimes all I could utter out of my mouth was, God, please help me. Four simple words that carry a powerful weight. Prayer immediately ushers us into his presence. I look back at my life as a young, naive, scared, 20-year-old single mom trying to figure out life in a hurry because I had a sweet little baby who needed a mama. (laughs) But what he got was a nearly teenaged kid who could barely take care of herself. At that time, I didn't really have my parents to rely on because they were so ashamed of what I had done. See, religion had raised us up into believing that sins were failures to be ashamed of and that those failures were like red letters stamped on our bodies for everybody to look at in judgment. So they were embarrassed. They were ashamed. I was engaged to my son's father at the time and I thought, okay, well, at least I have him. No. He couldn't handle the pressure of being a young parent, so soon he left too. And there I was, alone in a new city that I had just moved to. No family, no friends. I had to figure everything out for myself. So I thought, what would I do? Where would we go? How would we survive? That was a time in my life where I did a lot of worrying and no praying. I remember the day that I finally broke down and I called my parents just sobbing, you know, with that ugly cry. (laughs) They could barely understand me. I was begging them to let me come back home. They agreed to let me come back if I really wanted to. But the Lord spoke through them in that moment. And they said, you know what, Anna? This will always be your home. But life is hard and things are not always gonna go your way. You can't always run from the problems that life throws at you. Sometimes you have to just deal with the hand that you're dealt. And I knew in all reality that my life wasn't that way because God was trying to make my life harder. I was just facing the consequences of the choices that I had made. But God. (laughs) I remember hanging up the phone and just falling to my knees. I had no idea of what to even say to him. After all I had done, how much I had disobeyed him. The shame, it was so overwhelming. But I knew in the deepest part of me that he was the answer. So there I was on my knees and all I could muster up was, God, please help me. I know at that moment that the gates of heaven were open and that he heard my cry. I kid you not, just a few days after that, there just happened to be a group of girls who were living in the apartment above me, and they saw me one day in the parking lot, and they stopped me and started a conversation, and they invited me to their church. That conversation, that encounter, mm prayer. It changed my life forever. God opened up his arms and he welcomed me into his family. Not because I found him, not because I deserved it. It was because I asked and he answered. Even in the little whispers between us and him He hears us, and he listens. He's a warrior, a king, the God Almighty, the Most High. But in an instant, when he hears even the lowly whimpers of a desperate soul crying out in prayer, he answers. Not always in the way we expect or hope, (laughs) but he answers. So whether life is good and things are going well, or when you're ready to throw in the towel because life is so hard and it just won't let up, look up to the one who created you in his very image and cry out in prayer. I promise you, it's a true game changer. It's the true weapon of the battlefield that wins wars, changes lives, and rescues souls. So now that little boy is a 20-year-old young man, the same age I was when I had him, and he's struggling to find his way in life. And I'm not going to lie, my mama my mama heart, it worries. Did I do enough? Did I teach him enough? Oh God, did my past mistakes set him up for failure? But I find comfort in my prayers because I know that the prayers of a faithful mama will take him so much further than my hands or my will ever could. I want to share with you a verse, uh, Lamentations 3, verses 56 through 57. You have heard my voice. Do not hide your ear from my prayer for relief, from my cry for help. You drew near on the day that I called to you. You said, do not fear. takes me back to that doctor's office finding out that my three-year-old little girl has a congenital heart condition and needs open heart surgery right away. It knocks the wind out of you. How do you send your baby into such a major surgery for them to open up her chest and connect her heart to a machine that's responsible for keeping her alive? The what ifs, the fears, they start rushing through your mind and clouding the truth and assurance of God's promises until you stop. You look up and you reach out in prayer. Prayer was all we had, but at the same time, it was all we needed. Who else could bring her through something like that but the very one who created her? So on our knees, we lifted her up to him, trusting that he would hear our pleas and answer. And he did. She went into surgery on a Wednesday afternoon and she was home by Friday filled her little body with his strength and she powered through that surgery like the warrior he created her to be. The warrior he created every one of us to be. Sometimes I stop and I envision God and his reaction to our prayers. I kind of imagine him doing that Clark Kent thing when he's doing his regular 9 to 5 in his button-up shirt and then he hears the cry of someone in need and he rips open his shirt to reveal his Superman suit underneath. (laughs) And he flies to their rescue. That's how I envision him when he hears our prayers. How could he ignore them? It would be like us ignoring a child who's crying out in desperate need of our help or support. We would run to their rescue. And that's what he does. There's a fairly new um, Lauren Daigle song that I absolutely love. And I know a lot of you have probably heard it. It's called Rescue. And some of my favorite lyrics in that song, they say, I hear your whisper underneath your breath. I hear your SOS. I will send out an army to find you in the middle of the darkest night. It's true. I will rescue you. How many of us can relate to those words? Our prayers are like our SOS call to him. How many of us have prayed and been rescued? I know I have. I'm gonna be real and honest. I'm not up here speaking to you because I'm some super pow—you know powerful prayer warrior. I'm not. But in all reality I'm striving to be better. I'm striving to turn to him first and to fight on my knees as my first action. So when I got asked to do this talk I wondered, God <laughs> why would you ask me? <laughs> when I finally submitted in obedience, I started praying and thinking of what God wanted me to share with you. And he revealed something to me. Ever so gently, but it was powerful. He said, sometimes we base our prayers or the power of our prayers on us instead of him. The Holy Spirit said, you don't pray because you feel insignificant, and so you think your prayers are insignificant. (laughs) It hit me like a ton of bricks. We may have all at some point fallen into this mindset, especially in this day and age. I'm not anti-social media whatsoever, but I think In today's world, the impact of social media has made so many feel so insignificant and unimportant. And so we start looking into ourselves, seeking the validation that we may or may not be getting from other people. But that kind of validation and significance, that only comes from him. So I want to encourage you ladies your prayers are more than enough, and their power come from him, not you. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God we don't have to figure it all out and find all the answers. It doesn't matter how many words you use or how articulate you are. Just pray. No matter how short, or how long, how small or big the request. Let God sort out the details. He knows what we need, don't doesn't he? I want to leave you with a quote that I got from CS Lewis from the movie Shadowlands. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God, it changes me. So I wanna challenge you ladies, be the prayer warrior. Because really, if you wanna change your life, your circumstances, the lives of those you love, If you want to change the world around you and rescue souls, start and end your battle in prayer. And watch Him change the game. Thank you.
1: You have been listening to a teaching from San Diego Christian Worship Center. For more information and additional resources, visit us online at worshipjc.com.